Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Teaching to Talk with Laura and Kate. I'm Laura Mize, pediatric speech-language pathologist. Kate Hensler, developmental interventionist. How are you this afternoon, Laura? I'm good, but we are watching a thunderstorm roll in, and I could hardly hear your introduction, so we may not have the best connection. And I apologize for that if uh, our listeners are having a hard time hearing us, but we don't really control the weather, do we? Yeah. I'm, it is cutting in and out a little bit, but we'll just see. Yeah, let's just do our best. It's our last <laughs> podcast for 2012, so we'll go out on a stormy note today. <laughs> go out with a boom, yeah, out with a bang. <laughs> I do want to remind everybody, we are, Kate and I are taking off next week and the next from the show anyway. And so we will join you again on January 7th. Uh, but today, we are going to do our end-of-the-year wrap-up. Is this what we usually do for the end-of-the-year wrap-up or end-of-the-year show podcast? Do you remember? I would say we usually do a toys one. I think we usually do a toys one, too, and hopefully we'll get to that today. Do you have some new toys you want to talk about? I have a couple things. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe you ought to just start with that. <laughs> Well, one is you know that's is what our segue. friends want to hear anyway. <laughs> well, we'll do that in a second. Let me do these. Again, like let me do these announcements. Okay. I'm sorry. What? What did you say? I said we'll dangle it till the end, like they do on sixty minutes. The, the thing they want to hear. Keep keep yeah, running or walking or, or treadmill, whatever yeah. you're doing. <laughs> yeah, or cleaning. Some of our people clean or drive. They drive between their appointments, so they're driving to the right, next house. Right. Keep driving. All right, let me make these announcements, and then we'll hear about your choice. First of all, I want to say that we have a really uh, great Christmas deal from TeachMeToTalk.com right now, the entire collection, if you get that. And the reason I'm I'm making this an official deal is because I did this for several people last week who would email me with a question about, buying one package of our products versus another. And I would say, well, what you really seem to need is the entire collection. And if you get that, you can get the Christmas therapy guide for free. Well, then Johnny talked to a person or two on the phone, and he would say that. And then he said, and we'll do free shipping because it's Christmas. So after we've done that for four or five people in the last few days, we want to just go ahead and make it official. So, ooh, Johnny, that lightning. So that uh, is on uh, the website at teachmetotalk.com. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting scared by lightning. Um, it's on the website, and so you can take a look at that. So I wanted to mention that. And that'll, that deal, of course, will be going away with the holidays. And it's also to celebrate uh, teachmetotalk.com's fifth anniversary. I cannot believe it because the website was started on January 1st, 2008, so it's an anniversary special, too. Five years. Wow. I remember when it was just an idea. Yeah. Come a long way. Come a long way. I know. I well, know. tell us about, about the Christmas. What, what's the Christmas? What do they get? They get 
the entire collection, which is all five DVDs and all three therapy manuals. So it's teach, the DVDs are Teach Me to Talk, Teach Me to Listen and Obey, one and two, and then Teach Me to Talk with Apraxia, and that's actually a two-DVD set, so that's five DVDs. And then all three books, um, Teach Me to Play with You, Teach Me to Talk with the Therapy Manual, and Building Verbal Limitation in Toddlers. So you pay for that, and then you get the Christmas Therapy Guide, which was Last week we talked about this. It was the new therapy guide last week, and it's a 50-minute downloadable video and a 16-page summary um, that you can use as like a homework tool or a written guide when you're doing the activities in the video. And then on top of that, it's free shipping. So great deal. We hardly ever run sales anymore. So that's an awesome, awesome deal. So that that's what the Christmas deal is. How much is it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I believe it's two sixty. I think it's two sixty. But you'll look at that. I always. It's funny when somebody asks me how much something is. I'm not the money person. I'm the idea person. I'm the clinical person. I never really know how much it <laughs> is. So take a look at that. So you can look at that at teachmetotalk.com. Okay. Second thing, um, then I released another. Therapy guide called the 12 Tasks for Christmas, and this is great for therapists who want to introduce teach-like tasks to their youngest clients or clients who are already diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder or clients that you have strong suspicions or any child with pretty significant global delays, and the reason that you start here with these visual teaching tasks is because it's easier to build attention and task participation and completion with something that's a visual task versus a task that's entirely, excuse me, language-based. So brand new therapy guide. Um, I released it, gosh, I think Friday or Saturday on the website. So you can take a look at that at teachmetotalk.com too. It's pretty cheap. It's cheaper than the other one. It's $15, but still 53 minutes, 14-page summary, and I love it. I have been uh, on a mission with making myself learn about these kinds of activities and incorporate these activities, and they've made a big difference with the kinds of kids who can't really sit with you or don't want to sit with you through some of our play routines. They're they're great for getting kids who love social games to kind of transition to that, um, to sitting with you and completing a whole task start to finish. So I love it. It's not completely based on teach, but kind of a conglomeration of pulling information from that teach approach, and, you know, that's the effective hmm, treating. Gosh, I forgot what teach stands for. Do you remember? No. But it's North Carolina's yeah. Autism Program. It's kind of a variation of that. There's a great book called How Do I Teach This Kid by Kimberly Henry, which outlines a lot of those visual skills or visual tasks that I've pulled, you know, information to kind of base these Christmas ideas from that. And then there are, in, in the back of the written therapy guide for 12 tasks for Christmas, you can see the other sources listed. So I pulled together 
ideas and then thought, gosh, it would be so cool to make these holiday-related. And so finished that video series up last, or video up last week, got it uploaded, and um, want to talk about that and make that available. And again, I think those those activities are really overlooked by lots of speech pathologists. And you had not done a ton of that stuff before, had you, Kate? Those kinds of things. No, but when you know, I've done a little bit only because you've kind of gotten into it, and I have found for certain kids, it is um, very engaging for for those kids that are difficult to engage in times. You know what I mean? It's those, like right, kids yeah. maybe have a diagnosis, or they just really don't engage really much. They kind of avoid a lot of things. These kind of repetitive, very visual, are very somehow reinforcing for those kids. I guess that's, you know, they're visual kids and that's what they get. They like to do those things. So you can get them to do, you know, things that, and hopefully work some communication in there as you're doing it. Um, But, yeah, it's interesting. I haven't used them much, but when I have, I've been pleasantly surprised to see, oh, yeah, boy, gee, they really do like that. And a lot of times you can't get them to do it for much longer than many others. And I loved your Christmas ideas. I said, I wish I'd seen it sooner because this is like my last week before Christmas. <laughs> I know. I know. And so those will be out, though, the whole year. So even if someone gets it now, even if you feel like, oh, I don't have enough time, you can still make a few things and then save it and then be like me and next October and November, gear it back up and rewatch it and then make some things. Oh, you had some <laughs> darling ideas. I especially pretty loved the tree idea and the tube with the ornaments. Oh, see, kids loving that. Oh, those have been winners, and I've used those. I'll I bet. used those yeah. last week <laughs> here with I'll kids that I like them. in my office, and that was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. especially the tube. The tube. With putting yeah, where did you get that, that tube? Dollar that Tree, Kate. Dollar Tree. It was that's a dollar. Worth the, that's worth the drive to Dollar Tree. Dollar for those places, for those things, it you is. know? Great. Yeah, I know. They yeah. have so many cute little things. Well, yeah, and well actually, you use a lot of them. It's, it's thrilling. Well, the whole point is you learn the theory or you learn the premise for designing those activities, and you really can Walk in just into Dollar Tree, or yeah. yeah, 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 and figure right, out how to do it. Which is kind of what you did, yeah. But it's um, yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time coming up with those ideas, but I, they do intrigue me. I have been very pleasantly surprised with how kids, some kids, really do look them, and it's you know great to have because it's those very kids. It's hard to have something they like. They like them. <laughs> You're exactly right. I know. And it, it's yeah. not, you know, it's not something that you might use every session with every kid, but I have found that even kids that are, that lean more Don't towards typical development. Need it. Yeah. Yeah. But even, it, yeah. but even those kids, when they are getting um, a little tired or bored, you bring out mm-hmm. one of those activities and it can bring them back. So I like mm-hmm. it. I've used it for the kids that I used it with last week. Nobody's on the spectrum. It, they were language kids, but they really liked it. Right. And because they were Christmas-themed things. Right. I think that made it a little more exciting, too. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, because yeah. they do seem to have awareness of all the holiday stuff, and you know, it's yeah. it's all glistening, sparkly, and pretty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Lots of glitter. And one Step Ahead Christmas tree, I played with that a lot last week, and kids really liked that. I talked about that last year on the podcast. I played with it. Hey, you know what I got for mine? What? You're gonna be, I don't have to get you this. I shouldn't tell you. I bought oh, a go little ahead, string. I'm going to get it for you so if I can still get it. A necklace that has lights. It's a little, and it has a switch, <gasps> and it blinks. Oh, Laura. Ooh, that is a great idea. <laughs> That is a great idea, and I have seen those this year. I've seen those little necklaces, and I've almost bought them, oh, but I well, haven't I got gotten one them. For my tree, and boy, have they enjoyed it! Well, I've you know, I didn't even think I didn't even think about putting it on the tree. I just remember several years ago, when I was a lot younger, and you know, we all learn lessons the hard way. I would get like Christmas necklaces and pumpkin necklaces and things like that, and let kids play with them. And then, oh, about February or March, when I would have on a real necklace, kids then would mm. somehow think, oh, let me yank that right off your neck like I have uh-huh. those holiday necklaces. So I stopped getting those, and I almost picked up one of those little Christmas things, but I never even thought about using it as light tree. That is a precious, precious idea. Yeah, yeah, it's been a big hit, I have to say. I thought I, I'll get you one. Only thing is, I had a couple little kids who put it on a necklace, and they're kind of wild little Indian types, and they scratch their necks. The, the one I got had little. It's cute, but um, anyway, they had a couple choices. Yeah, I know, and I, I saw it, and I thought, oh, I'm for my tree. You know, I don't even think I'm going to wait till you get me one. I'm going to go get one myself because my little girls. I'm going to see kids tomorrow that like it. Well, I saw it. I saw one at Walmart a couple of days ago, and I'm going to run get that this afternoon. I have to get some things anyway because kids that liked my Christmas tree last week, that'll be a great addition, a new thing to use tomorrow to kind of build on what they liked last week. So mm-hmm. that's well, great. That's a great you, idea. Once they get the lights, though, everything else is done. But definitely hold those till the end. <laughs> exactly. And again, another lesson learned the hard way, huh? Yeah, <laughs> do not let them get the lights first. That's a mistake. Well, that's just a great yeah. idea. See, that's why I love the well, show so much, because we can start talking about one thing, and then I get great ideas that I can use tomorrow for therapy. Well, there's a lot of, there are really a lot of great uh, ideas on your latest 12 Steps of Christmas one, or whatever you called it. 12 Steps Christmas. for Christmas. What did you say, Pass. 12 Steps? Steps. Oh my gosh. A 12 step for Christmas. No, it's not that. You know, and I I kind of did it as a takeoff on 12 days of Christmas, you know, because I had all these ideas and I I got it. Yeah. But 12 step. That's pretty funny that you would come up with that, Kate. Pretty funny. All right, so There's you can the, you take know, 12 step programs, but I did misspeak there. I know it's something like that. Whatever it is, yeah. seriously, I did. There are a lot of ideas and a lot of it gets, 
Like I said, having done a little bit of it, I see that kids really do respond to those. So, And I haven't used many of them, but when you get the ideas from somebody else, a lot of them are easy to do. I mean, you don't have to Really easy. Yeah. yeah. One trip in Dollar Tree. Make and good thing you tell moms to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I talk mm-hmm. about that a lot in the video is that you can turn a lot of this over for a home program. And so then moms and dads can use that. Um, and the other ways that moms use this kind of activity is for diversion. So if they need to talk on the phone or if they need to get in the shower or if they need to you know, do something for a minute or two without having a toddler around their legs, this is another, again, another kind of diversionary activity that kids, some kids really like it, and we'll do those things over and over and over. And, again, it's just a nice way to build attention for our little guys who don't like to stay with anything for very long. So I'm very excited about it, and um, I'm glad that it's out there. And you can take the well, ideas and then yeah, yeah, be I'm able gonna, to apply I'm it gonna, for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I will come up with other various themes as the holiday, as various seasons. And <laughs> I know, I know. Donnie was laughing and saying, you need to get your Valentine's, your 12, your 12 tasks of Valentine's. So I think that will be a cute idea too. All right, let's move on. I did do a new Therapy Tip of the Week video last week too, and you know those now. Uh, I'm still going to keep doing those little videos, and those are free, of course, on Teach Me to Talk. Dot com And I always post those on Facebook. But this week, the therapy tip of the week was that game that I had used for, I was thinking, I think in the video I said 12 years, but I think it's, or 10 years, but I think it's been more like 15 years that I've played this game with kids, but where you get construction paper or poster paper and you match Christmas bows to that. And I've talked about it a lot on the show, but it's so funny. Every time somebody tries that for the first time with kids on their caseload, I'll get an email back. And that's one of the activities I talk a little bit about in my conferences. But it, I get a lot of emails back about that one specific game. And it's a lot of fun, too. Love it. I've never done it. It looks like fun. It is a lot of fun. And it's actually on a segment um, of Teach Me to Listen and Obey 2. And so if oh, anybody okay. needs to see all of the – you've seen it before, and I've talked about it before. You just haven't put it together yet. You've got to make it. yourself a big yeah. list and get to Dollar Tree today. <laughs> I go to Dollar Tree oh, enough. I, I could definitely pick up the stuff while I'm there. <laughs> that's the truth. And so – but it's great fun game, but it's in Therapy Tip of the Week. And, again, there are ways to use it expressively, ways to target – my favorite way, though, is to target – receptive language or auditory processing, language processing, whatever you want to call it, target those kinds of skills with that game. And, again, I have great luck with this with siblings or if I'm in a daycare um, and have needed to play with several children. And when I ran my great playgroup program, we played that game a lot. And kids love it, love it, love it. So it's winter if you haven't watched the new Therapy Tip of the Week from last week, I think it's 12-14 is the date on there. Take a look at that because it is a winner. I've never had that game not be a lot of fun. I could see okay. where they would love it. Really love Great it. Great idea. Well, and for kids who need to run, kids that you need a kind mm-hmm. of movement component in the well, middle. And what kid doesn't want to, whether they need yeah. to or not. I mean, <laughs> Exactly. 
Exactly. So it's a great way to kind of work on all those things. It's a great game for kids with um, color words as their strength. You know, they're kind of stuck on those color words, and you don't really want to reinforce it or, you know, use that as a the real focus of the task is not saying, what color is this? The real focus is having them listen and understand and follow directions related to their color words. So, again, I think it's a great idea. So take a look at that. All right, moving right along. I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. Wintertime is a great time to book appointments uh, to see me here in my great office in Shelbyville, Kentucky, and our winter weather is pretty mild compared to lots of the country, and so there's it's a great time to come, and I wanted to mention that as well. And, Kate, you were saying today you don't have as many kids, so this would be a great time for uh, our super-duper Kate Laura eval. So send me an email if you want more information about that. And my email address is laura at teachmetotalk.com. Okay. One more announcement, and this one is just kind of representative of the silliness that go that completely abounds at teachmetotalk.com on almost any day, and there's a very funny video of Johnny doing, please, Robbie God, that I put on Facebook, and he didn't know I was going to do that. It's pretty silly, and so for our uh, listeners who have come to conferences and met Johnny and know that he is the other half, it's on Facebook. It's on teachmetotalk.com's Facebook page. He's lip-syncing to to a chorus of Please not him again. He's probably going to kill me for mentioning it here. He wasn't too happy when I put it on Facebook, but it is hysterical. And I think we all need some silliness right now. So I just thought I would mention that as uh, well. I'm going to watch it. It's pretty silly. Okay. Um, now, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your toys so we are sure to get that done, and then we'll do our updates. Or other updates. Oh well, but, one thing I was going to say does relate to one of the updates. I got the baby bath with the the water. You know, oh, that Bree mentioned. Uh huh. Bree mentioned it. I got it. It's pretty good. It's kind of you, you get know, it? it's not at Dollar General. And I looked for baby. it at my two Dollar Generals here in Shelbyville, but I need to look again because I have not been able to find it every time I've well, run I went in there. about three or four of them. It seems that my stomping ground has a lot of Dollar Generals, and I only found it. I was like, "Oh, there's the baby in the bathtub." But <laughs> now you're hoarding them. Yeah. Oh, did no, you buy no, three no. or four? Oh, you didn't. No. No, I didn't, but I know where I got it regularly in that area, so I'll pick up a couple more. But yeah, it's kind of cute. It was like eight bucks, and just the bathtub was definitely worth eight bucks. <laughs> uh huh. And so it really does work. How did you put the water where? I would have like a little uh, canister, like a thing, reservoir. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you fill that up, and then has a little tube with a little shower head. And you pump mm-hmm. it, and it it sprays. Oh gosh, that's a winner! Yeah, it's kind of cute, and you know anything with real water. Of course, you know get everything you get for them before you get the water, because then just like the, <laughs> that's the payoff. Once they get the water, they're probably done with everything else. 
That's what I did is didn't necessarily do the water immediately because, you know, right. that is how some kids are. A lot of kids exactly. are. Exactly. Now, has that made baby dolls more fun for you? Because I know you don't like playing baby dolls as much as I like playing baby dolls. Um, I play babies a fair amount, actually. I do. You know, that's another toy update is, and you've done at one point, uh, whatchamacallit, a therapy tip of the week. Therapy tip of the week, yeah. I've enjoyed that washing machine a lot. And the one you Uh gave me, I let a child break, and then I had to find a replacement one, which I did. Mm -hmm. But. (laughs) <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that washing machine has been a lot of fun And a lot of kids that I couldn't get to really play with babies too much Have done better with babies Because I work in the washing machine with the baby routine So I think it's been a lot of fun And I've done a lot mm-hmm. of even um, receptive language auditory processing stuff with that mm-hmm. With telling mm-hmm. kids what clothes we're going to wash next or if you have mm-hmm. a whole bunch of clothes in there, one of my little girls has liked to find whatever I've said from the clothes in the washing machine. And she's older. She's turned four. Mm-hmm. But that's been a lot of fun, too. And so, again, I love a toy that you can take and use it to kind of hook a kid's attention, and that would be a kid who maybe has some more difficulty playing atten- uh, playing with you or paying attention and then uh, use it all the way up for kids who have even seen you for a while, and you can use it different ways and kind of, you know, have a new spin on it every time you bring it out to play. So that, that's No kind of pun intended. There you go. <laughs> and it makes it a, a lot of fun. A cycle on it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, it is, but it is it's it's a good cute. toy. Yeah. That's one that I have enjoyed a lot. And like I said, lower functioning kids like it because it's very kind of functional, and they pretty much it is, and you, but you can do a lot of language stuff because you can put anything in there. Um, and I've put is our thing, you know, cups and shoes and whatever, balls and. See, I've never put anything in there besides clothes. Well, but that is a good <laughs> idea for somebody who would not want to play with it any other way. Mm-hmm. And. And, you know, I made myself some felt clothes last year for that, and I've used it for sorting stuff and, you know, again, for a lot of the language stuff. So it's a great toy if if anyone doesn't have something like that. that's Where did you get your replacement one? Because I got our first ones at Walmart last year after Christmas. And they don't have them anymore. Walmart doesn't have them online or in the stores because that's where I started looking. Where, so where I ended up finding it, I did it um, – Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. which is like a, a whatever junk store. off price, <laughs> kind of a junk store, yeah. But they get some yeah. toys there. They, they get some decent toys, and, and they get a lot of Melissa and Doug puzzles, and they have a lot yeah. of good books and some cute stuff I've gotten. But anyway, they had them, and they were about twelve bucks there. So oh, that's that good. good. That is mm-hmm. good because I've seen them online for more. Like at Amazon, when I checked one time, they were like thirty, thirty-five dollars. Yeah, they were only like twelve, twelve, thirteen at uh, Tuesday morning. So and their prices are good. They get toys; they are cheaper. Mhm. That's good because they're kind of um, like in. They don't always carry the same stuff. They get no. They're like it's a kind of a clearing house. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. store. But sometimes they get some kind of educational toys that you don't necessarily even see others, which is kind of cool. Yeah, 
That is kind of cool. And I haven't been to Tuesday morning in a long time. That's not one of my – it's not out here in the country where I live, so. You don't get to the city enough. Well, it's just stomping ground <laughs> along with the Dollar Generals, so I go there. <laughs> I'm just going to have to start sending you some money and say, pick up the cool stuff. I know you've done that a lot for me, too. That's that's pretty fun to get those get those surprises. So, so that's cool. Any other toys you want to talk about that have been great? Um... Uh, While you're thinking, I, I will I will say I bought myself some new toys for Christmas. You know, when our kids were younger, they would give me toys. I would kind of tell Johnny what I wanted. Now I've just cut all that out in the last several years. years I just kind of buy them for myself. You just uh, get on Amazon and, and order them up. Okay, so you've gotten <laughs> that you're excited about. What do I need? You don't know yet. I like to have you. I don't know yet. That's what I was about to say is I don't want to talk about it until I know that it's a winner because I hate to do that, you know, for when, and most of the time, I, I think we're pretty good at guessing. You know, mm-hmm. I have gotten some really cute um, toys that go with books, and I'm about to do a new therapy guide for that. That's going to be the next one I do. So I, I think I'll be talking about those in the next week or two when they come in and I get the new little video done about that. But I think that's going to be a lot of fun, some things that I've bought to go with books. Cool. A little teaser there, yeah. Was there something else you were going to say while I interrupted you? Uh, I use those popper toys, the the pig popper that you got me. Uh huh. Mhm. I I use those quite a bit, and I got the dog me one. Me too. Yeah. I play with those <laughs> almost every day that I see kids. Mhm. Kids really yeah, love I have them. kids that look for those in my bag. Even kids that I don't mm-hmm. see. Weekly, you know, I'm their home program person, so they're they would come see me. You know, kids that may not live in my town, but but live within an hour or two, and I see them every month. You know, every three weeks, every six, whatever their parents are coming for. And I've had kids really look for those, so they remember them for that long. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. It, it's a winner. I got my first set of those at Cracker Barrel, but I've seen them on Amazon. Since then, and what are they called? Do you remember? Pig popper and dog popper, I think. think Yeah, yeah. You know, they had them at Cracker Barrel recently, and I also saw the dog. They have an version of a dog, but it looks just like the dog. But it's Uh like Ellen Show. She must have played with it on the Ellen Show or something. She must. And they had it at Walgreens. Walgreens. Oh, well, that's good too. Well, that's I am always good for laughing tip. That's kind of my contribution to the podcast, I think. What is? You cut out. What did you say? The, the shopping. The shopping <laughs> angle. They had them at Walgreens. They were some kind of Ellen dog popper thing, and but it's the same toy. It's a plastic dog or pig, and they have yeah. foam balls that you stick in his nose and squeezes, and it pops. Well, and the only if you're thing in Walgreens. It's not eating the balls. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you're in Walgreens, you just need to walk on back to the toy aisle because my favorite puppy of all time is still probably back there, and I probably need to get a replacement. I'll be on my third one. That mechanical dog that's about $10, $12 with the yeah, I don't use it that much. I have one oh. and I need to get mine back out. 
I use mine all the time. I, That's another big hit, especially for kids who don't want to do baby dolls, but you still want to do all of that great functional play and receptive language practice. If they won't do it with the doll, they'll do it with the dog. I usually yeah. say puppy rather than dog, I think. Mm-hmm. But for kids yeah, that only have two. I don't even think that much. It's, I think it's like they do their sales where you get two for thirteen nine eight, So like better. half of that. I've given yeah. it as birthday presents too. Kids really love it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's they good. do. Yeah, that's that's definitely on the ten of the year. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. Mm-hmm. Any others you want to talk about? Um, you know, I've had good luck too with those magnetic balls and poles that I bought because oh, you've do had you that like those and used it yeah. with the kit. I do like those, especially and again mm-hmm. when I use it it's when kit when I'm about to lose a kid and they really need something simpler because they've just about had it. You know, they're just yeah, at their visual, breaking point. Easy mm-hmm. visual, just like some of those teach things, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's called magnetic. Yeah. yeah, but they've been recalled, so we're not recommending them. <laughs> <laughs> We're just saying if you already have a set laying around, that's a really good choice. <laughs> you know what? Actually, they have been, um, you can buy them, I think, like in therapy magazines and remade version, but they're very similar. Uh, the, scale, the scale is, yes. They. Yeah. The problem with the six ones, the tips came off and kids ate magnets. And that's well, bad and if that's you a problem. one. Yeah, and yeah. that's not even then, I mean, that's not anything to laugh about. So you would only right. want to play with that with adult supervision. And during therapy, that's what you're doing anyway. So, again, you'll have to use your own judgment on that. And at moms that are listening, be so careful with any kind of magnet toy because that's really, really unsafe. That's a scary thing when, it, when that yeah. could happen. Yeah. You'll have a little story. But, it, but it is a good toy. Kids like it. And all different levels, developmental levels, it's easy. Kids who couldn't yeah. stack blocks and stick the ball on the pole or the pole on the ball because it's magnetic, just sticks in. It's like, oh, and it works. It. Yeah. 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 A lot <laughs> of kids have liked that. They've liked it a lot. You know, what else I've had good luck with is that cash register that you told me about several months ago and then I bought it. Yeah, that's cute, That's isn't a great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little tykes, the little tykes cash register. Yeah. that I do that with babies a lot too. That's part yeah. of my make babies more fun. Do the cash register and the the washing. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't played with baby dolls with the cash register. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that would be good. And I like the mixed toys like that because it really gives kids kind of a new way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's a great cognitive expansion thing to do. To use right. it that way. I've been on a little uh, pet shop kick where I've had because I've had some kids okay. that have liked that. Huh? Yeah. Oh, you mean the Ferris wheels? Yeah. You know, I bought Littlest Pet Shop to go in the Ferris wheel, but I've used it. Those little animals, I've used them with everything because they're little, and there's just something about those teeny little animals that are so engaging to kids. And so I've used them with the. Uh, Fisher Price Playground. I've put those in the animal hospital. I've used them in this thing that I, this, the Chico Carousel Shape Sorter, that, and I'll call it a cage, you know, instead of a house or whatever. And kids will think that's fun because they have to unlock it to get the, you know, and we always oh. talk about how much fun uh, mm-hmm. keys are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that's been a lot of fun, too. And I, so I've bought some new. I, that's been one of my eBay things is finding finding new little little pet shop animals that I don't oh. have. Oh. You know, ones that sure, I don't have. I lost my get... duck, so I had to get a new duck. Uh, Yeah, there's certain ones. I have a pretty nice collection of little pet shop stuff, too, but usually I just do it Ferris wheel. haven't used it with those other things. And I have all of them, so I'm going to. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a nice way to kind of expand. And I've put Mm -hmm. them in my Tupperware blocks, too. Mm -hmm. And that's been kind of a new thing for my Tupperware blocks. And they're small, so they nearly all fit in there. So that's been kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And fun. Yeah, it seems uh, kids like the little things that you kid parents normally let them have. But right. you know what I mean? Because it's they're sometimes choking hazards. But since sure. we are watching them every second, you know, sometimes yeah, I think they find those things a little bit more fascinating and kinda of, ooh, you know, because it's something they normally get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think those are great. And I've been able to do get a lot of new words and Again, just uh, I like that some of the animals, you know, they look like a bird. You can tell it's a bird, but it's just different enough to make a kid really want to look at it like, wow. So yeah. that's been a lot of fun yeah, for they me, are, too. They are. Let's see, what else? Well, we've come up with quite a few. I A perennial favorite for me is the microwave. I still love my Velcro fruit and microwave. I use that a lot. Yeah, I play with that a lot too. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, well, I think those are good. Yeah. yeah. And I will yeah, never, but... ever, ever, hardly do a therapy session without having my ball and hammer toy. Even big kids like that at the beginning to kind of get them going, and I like it. Yeah, because... I need to get a new one. Mine is pathetic. I, I really have held on to my. I know. I just don't like the new ones because of the colors. I just wish they'd make them in traditional colors. But Well, you're going to have to move beyond that, Miss Designer. You would think that you would like the new colors. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I like mine, though. And it's, I like the multicolored stuff. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, those, like those are all good. All right, we're going to have to move this yeah. on. Because okay, if we don't, we're not going to get to read our updates. So those are kind of our toys okay, that we've been it. playing with. But I did promise that we would have an update from our two moms that have called a couple times each, maybe more than that, this year. And we had the pleasure of meeting their children. Or you met Elijah uh, right. and Linnell. And then I met Jackson and Bree. And so <clears throat> we wanted to update. And, again, the reason I'm saying their names, in case anyone is getting all crazy about that, you know, they've already called and shared their own stories and shared their names. And so that's why this would not be a violation of anyone's um, information. So I wanted to, and you know, we have releases from them too. So just wanted to point that out because occasionally I'll get somebody who will get a little bit concerned about that. So anyway, they have emailed updates to um, let us know how their kids are doing. And this is the one that we received from Linnell, and I'm just going to read it. She says, Elijah's making strides in his development, even though his mom wants it to happen like right now. Can't you just hear Linnell saying that? (laughs) Definitely. 
Yeah, he's made tremendous progress with respect to his cognitive and receptive language skills. He's mastered every single puzzle known to man. And that's huge for Elijah because he was not doing that well with puzzles when we saw him in June. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Because when they talked about him liking puzzles, but we couldn't really get him to do it. Remember that? Mm -mm. Yeah, I do. No, he wasn't anywhere near doing them yet. Yeah, so that's super. Six months later, he's a puzzle pro. He's matching colors and shapes, and he's matching objects to pictures. Yay! And that's something that when she came to see me uh, for a follow-up in October that we talked about ideas to do that. So I love that he's able to do that now. Uh, And she said, although he's not always accurate, he can now point to certain animals when asked, where's the? So his receptive language is coming along. She said he's imitating a lot more. And as you saw, he can now imitate Itsy Bitsy Spider because his coordination is improving. Yay! She sent a video of that where he was starting to do Itsy Bitsy Spider. She said just last week he imitated drawing a vertical and a horizontal line. So she's so happy about that. He definitely understands more and more words, and he's able to identify certain body parts on himself and our trusted friend Elmo. And that's something mm-hmm. we talk to her a lot about is making getting something he liked and then working his receptive language goals into that. And so she says just yesterday he was able to make Elmo give him a kiss, jump, hug, high five, sleep, and drink. Yay. And she says my next goal is to get him to do more than one action without any prompting. And by that I think she means showing him what to do. So he's now doing all of those little actions when she's with him. <coughs> Uh, with his favorite little Elmo doll. And she said he's also acquired a few additional sign language moves. He can now do all done, book, open, downstairs, hat, choo-choo, and swing. And she said he does still scroll through his signs at times, but we're continuing to work on it. And she said, as you know, his expressive language is still not quite there, but I do believe that as he continues to build those foundational skills, the words will come. You know, no truer words were ever spoken, I think. And that's that's the same if anybody's listening. If your child, you know, you just have to believe, you keep working on that receptive language piece for children who've had these really global delays. And that expressive comes, but after you fill in all those receptive gaps. So. I'm so happy to hear that um, Elijah's doing well, and certainly it sounds like he's made a lot of progress since we saw him in June. Huge progress. I mean, the, what she's describing his receptive language skills to be now. I mean, he, that, you know, he wasn't anywhere near that. Sounds like she's focused on it a lot, and it's coming along. So. Oh, I'm so proud of her and Elijah too. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. kids don't make good progress like that. When they have Elijah had a rough start, remember he was a preemie. He was like a micro preemie, wasn't he? He was really mm-hmm. early. And then has gotten in, gotten uh an autism diagnosis as well. And so had lots of issues to overcome, but he just sounds like he's doing great and is on the right track. She also gave me a tip for a toy that she said had really helped them work on receptive language with body parts, and it's an Elmo shower toy, and it's at Toys R Us, and she... um, An Elmo what? It's a shower toy, so it's a toy you play with in the bathtub, and you push push something on Elmo, and the water comes out. So again, we know, like we just talked about Mm -hmm. that baby doll bathtub, that's a winner. And she said a flaw of the toy, and she puts it in... um, 
quotes here, is that it's very hard to push the water to make it come out of Elmo's mouth. And she said, but that's actually what I love about it because he has to ask me for help to do it. And it lets him create some other social routine so that he anticipates the water coming out of Elmo's. So hasn't she learned so much? She's doing so great. Yeah, I'm as proud of her as I am Elijah. So great job, Linnell, if you're listening. And thanks for sharing that update. And that certainly... He is making all of that progress because of your dedication and working with him at home, and he's in therapy, and he's in a great preschool, so she's just done a great job with him. And I'm so happy to hear an update with such a positive outcome for a little guy that she was so worried about when she first called us last spring, and it was so fun this year. That's one of been, been one of my highlights of the year is I got to meet some podcast people who had called about their children. And so it was so nice to be able to meet them in person and then work with them directly um, and get things, um, especially for their home programs, get things going in the the right direction. So, again, Linnell, I know you're listening, and I'm so, 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 so proud of both you and Elijah. That's that's been a great, great year for you guys. Tremendous. Sounds like he's just doing really well. So... Yeah, it sounds like he's just keep it on up. his way. Yeah, keep it up. Don't stop now. And that's what happens a lot with moms and dads. They'll say, gosh, do, do you ever get to the point where you don't really worry or where you're not really constantly thinking about how you're working on it? And my answer to that would say, honestly, when they're much older than now, you know, because it's that constant commitment and dedication and persistence that really – enables the child to be able to make that kind of progress. And so the parents that I've worked with that have kind of either through, you know, outside circumstances that they couldn't control where they kind of backed off what they were doing with their children at home, you know, maybe a job change, a new baby, a move, a crisis, whatever, you know, those parents that that didn't really mean to back off, it just things in life happened and they had to where they kind of backed off. I've seen children that have, kind of gotten stagnant again and I'll think gosh it's that constant uh, you know monitoring or that constant working with the child at home that's what's made the real difference for some of those kids that I've that I've talked about I've also had moms that have kind of prematurely said this I don't think this is a big deal anymore I think we've we've gone around the bend I'm not going to work on it anymore and those kids have kind of stalled too. So if you're a mom, I'm not saying that to be negative or to scare you. I'm just saying that in my experience, it's been the moms who keep it up, who keep going, who keep looking for new things. And, you know, even though they've started to hear some talking, they're not really resting on their laurels with that progress. They're they're moving forward. They're looking for new words. They're teaching new concepts. They keep you know, making it a priority at home. And so I think that's the takeaway message from both of these moms who have emailed us because they've both been great examples of mothers who took this really seriously and who did everything they could to make a difference with their children. And I'm sure you've seen that kind of thing happen too, Kate, right? Oh, it definitely can be the 
critical factor that, you know, a lucky few make it without that involvement, but pretty much the vast majority need lots and lots of exposure to the same sorts of concepts and activities and for it to really take hold, you know. And right. the only way for it to get that is to have a parent or some loved one who's able and willing to do that over and over and over and lots of, you know, lots of consistency. So, yeah, and who else is it going to be? Well, usually mom, let's face it. Usually but sometimes mom. dad. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes grandma. Yeah. I have a couple grandmas who could win awards for being so. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. Definitely makes a huge difference. You can always tell the ones who are getting getting it reinforced because they're going to make a lot faster progress. Exactly. All right. And this next mom is the epitome of that kind of mom. <laughs> Our mom. Bree, who's called several times, who is a speech pathologist and who has so um, unabashedly shared that working with children has not been her strength. She's an adult SLP and that she had not been around a lot of young children. And even though she had that academic knowledge base, she didn't always um, know how to make it fun and play-based. And so I think that she's been so, again, just, brutally honest about where she struggled with working with her little guy. And she did the same thing that our our other mom did. She called us and called us back, and then she came to see me this summer, and then I've talked with her. She called the podcast. She's called, what, one time since then? And, of course, I've emailed her and talked to her and different things since then and kind of keeping uh, keeping up with them because they're so much fun. But she sent a great update And she says, Jackson just had his third birthday on Monday, and we took him to Chattanooga to see the lights at Rock City and to the aquarium, so he had a good birthday. We're still clicking along with his language. He got a fire truck that he loves, and he said, all on his own, good night, fire truck, sleep tight. She said his novel phrases have just exploded. I know. And see, that's the thing with Jackson, too, is he got... Uh, she was a little bit afraid that he was echolalic because it took him a long time to learn how to imitate. And then once he started imitating, he kind of, um, and these were her words, not mine, got stuck there. And when she came to see me in the summer, that's what she was worried about. She said, I'm, you know, he's just not using anything spontaneously. You know, I'm happy that he's imitating because, goodness knows, you know, that took a, like six months for him to really become a great imitator. But then she was so worried because she didn't see the spontaneous language emerging, and now she's really seeing that. And she said his novel phrases have exploded. She said, I tried to take some chips from him last night, and he said to me, share, Mama. And then he handed her a piece of candy, and she said, put it in your pocket, and you can have it after dinner. He immediately put it in his pocket and said, okay, Mama. And she said, so in a nutshell, progress since June. So I, I love those little stories. Mm-hmm. Where she's Aww. giving really, I know, really specific examples. And his, I think what happened with him, and we talked about this when she called us back and I guess she called us back in October or so, is he had, had tried to get him seen for therapy by several therapists where they live locally, but he was always a borderline kid. He never really qualified for a program and every, you know, just because of how our eligibility requirements are written, 
and no one would ever really say they were super concerned about him, but Bree was so concerned because he was not meeting milestones on time. And so she knew, gosh, this is a really big deal, and I hear all of his little friends talking, um, and he's not really there yet, and nobody could really put their finger on what was happening with him. And when we started looking at and really focusing on receptive language, that's when he really, really, really took off. He, I don't think he was understanding or processing very much. And that is why I think some kids do kind of get stuck in that imitation mode. They can say it, but they're not necessarily linking meaning. And so we talked a lot about how to help him really connect saying the word with what the words mean so that all of his language would become functional and relevant and not just imitating to imitate. And again, I think a lot of speech therapists miss that. They'll hear a kid say something and automatically assume that the child understands it just because he's able to say it. And so if you have a kid, or I think any kid that's echolalic or any kid that looks like he's, you know, you're thinking, gosh, this imitation, hmm, I'm not really sure. That's always should be a big red flag that receptive language is where you should start looking for answers. You know, is he totally understanding everything? And again, I think a lot of parents just naturally assume that their child understands everything when for many, many, many of our children with um, in early intervention programs especially, receptive language is their biggest issue that could go unidentified forever <laughs> unless somebody really boils it down and takes a look at it. And so she's given us some great examples of how he has made big improvements in how he understands language, and then the expressive language improvement followed, um, as it typically does with, with all the kids that we see in therapy. And so when you work on the right things in the right order, everything does start to fall into place and make a little bit more sense. And then you don't have those big gaps in what you think a kid knows versus what he's actually able to do for you. So again, receptive language, receptive language, receptive language. I guess we could just record the show and let let it be that way every week and we would get just as much done because <laughs> that's what I think people miss all the time, don't you? Mhm. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's um frequently not something that parents necessarily are aware of that it being an as big an issue as it is or even any issue. And right. it's, you know, I think more parents accept that there is an expressive issue more easily than they do there is a receptive issue. But I do think, as you said, every week we always seem to get there somehow saying, right. it's a very difficult <laughs> subject, but you got to get there. Uh, roads lead to receptive it. language. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. And it is hard, you know, it's hard to... To, uh, well, you're very good at talking about it. I don't like it, but I try and force myself because I do yeah. think, yep, it's really important and it does a lot of times not get the necessary focus. And unless they know to focus on it, how could you expect them to focus on it? Exactly, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. She, she's given us some more specific examples, and I'm going to read through those. She said he now participates in reading. He was a kid who hated books when he came in June. He didn't really like – when he did a book, he he wanted complete control. He did not want to hear his mother read. 
He didn't want her to point out things. You know, he wanted that just to Which be a Which, for the movie. record, and, you know, we've talked about this periodically <laughs> over the years, Laura. To me, that is not loving. You know what I mean? Those right, kids who yeah. have to have total control of the book. And, right. like you said, they're the ones who they have to turn the pages. They have to dictate the pace. They don't want to hear the words, really. They just uh-huh. want to, you know, earn the pages. And they get really mad when a, when an adult tries to have any controlling factor of that, you know, holding it or helping them or showing them or talking yeah. to them, whatever. They get mad. Yeah, that is not loving books. That's not that's where I loving to hold the books. And a lot of parents mistake yeah. that as a behavior thing. You know, I just want to have total mm-hmm. control. And it is, but it isn't yeah. because yeah. they're telling you. Right. And any time they won't let you read with them, it's no longer educational. It's no longer language learning. And so mm-hmm. they have to have a parent there or an adult there to really give those pictures meaning. And so we've talked a lot about books from time to time, but she has really worked on this with him, and she said he now participates in reading, points to pictures, parts of pictures, and he fills in the sentences with familiar books. So that's all super. Wow. Next, she said he plays with a variety of toys, and she gave a really cute example. He took all of the animals out of the wagon and put them variously throughout the barn by himself, and he'll line up the bar stools in their house and he'll pretend like they are train tracks and put the animals on the uh, the bar stools. And now he started pretending that the Labradoodle, their dog, is a monster. So great cognition. <laughs> He's coming along with that. I think that's hysterical. Uh, She said he is now following directions like pick your pants up and take them to the laundry bag or go to the kitchen and get your juice or give daddy your cup and your spoon. And she said he's better, but they still have to get his attention first. And I can totally see that with a busy little boy who's just turned three. She said last night we sat in bed and sang Itsy Bitsy Spider on wheels on the bus and he did the hand motions, which is huge for him. He was doing a few little signs, but I think he had a lot of trouble with motor planning. So to hear that he can coordinate um, his little hands and his little body well enough to do those uh, plays with his mom and dad. Those are great. She said he routinely speaks in three, four, and sometimes five-word phrases, like let's go to the kitchen, Mama. So that's awesome. She says the sensory issues are so much better. We're struggling with this, and I guess we will for a while with fine motor. And, again, I think, you know, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't able to do those hand motions. And, again, um you always can kind of tell what a kid's going to struggle with domain-wise by looking at the kinds of things they can and can't do with play. So it's no big surprise that fine motor is going to be a, an issue for him because he's just now kind of coming together uh, in that regard. She said he's still struggling with imitating strokes and he can undress himself and assist with dressing, but he's not independent yet. And he is getting OT, so they'll be able to continue to address that. And she said, we got our first true WH question over the weekend. He said, you know, Mama, where are you for a while? But over the weekend, he turned and asked his dad, where is Mama? So she was really happy with that, you know, armature phrasing. She said, he's still emerging on conversation and related events and and answering questions, but he's pretty solid if she gives him a a two-choice question. So pretty much in the words of a very wise gal, he looks like a different child now. So, again, super, 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 super progress. And it was so great to end the year of podcasts on um, great updates from those two moms who have worked their tails off 
And I so thank Bree and Linnell for sending us those updates. Didn't you just get a warm, fuzzy feeling reading through those? Yeah, we're both great. Both. Yeah. I didn't get to meet him, but... Um, but you talked to her on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've heard. And it does sound like even since then he's made nice progress. He has, oh, because her, his yeah. mom continues mm-hmm. to work her honey off. <laughs> and she is so determined. Um, and again, I think because she's a speech language pathologist, it naturally kind of predisposes her to, oh my goodness, we've got to get this. This is huge. You know, languages can, language delays can be overlooked. And he is a kid that I think would have fallen through the cracks with a different set of parents who weren't really on it and who didn't really get it. And then all the professionals she took him to at the beginning would say he doesn't qualify. Good luck to you. And so, again, hats off to her for being persistent and um, looking for strategies that work and discarding those things that don't work with him when she didn't get great advice. Uh, So, again, I I think those are just wonderful, heartwarming stories for this speech pathologist and a great, great way to end the year. So let me say this. Any mom out there who's newly listening to us with a child that you were starting to worry about, call Kate and me. We would love to help you via the podcast on what you can do to help get your little guy or girl moving in the right direction. And we would love to have new moms to kind of coach through that process, whether it's, again, you know, if you want to come see us, that's great, or calling us on the podcast. Let us help you. And having callers, that's Kate's very favorite thing in the world. Anytime we're talking about the podcast, she'll say, I wish we had a caller. So, <laughs> I plan do. Well, to call to, us. <laughs> fun to bullshit. We haven't had a, a new mommy call in a while, you know. I think all times they they communicate via email and they don't call. I know. So we'll have to hope. When you talk to them, you get to ask, does he do this? Can he do this? Have you tried this? You can't do, you know, it's not the same by an email. So It's not the same. And I do answer as many emails as I can. And I've, I've got so busy in the fall. You know, it started with my son getting married. And then we had all those conferences and just a whirlwind of a fall. And so I didn't even get to answer as many emails or answer questions at teachmetotalk.com like I wanted to, but that's one of my New Year's resolutions is to keep up with that. And so please, um, we're not going to have a new show, a new podcast until January 7th, but if you want to leave a comment on the website, I promise I'm going to be wonderful about answering those. Um, this point forward, and again, we would love to have you call in January. And I li- I like it when moms call, but I love it when we get an email before the show, so then we are really prepared with that a mom is going to call and what the issues are, so that we can have some great specific suggestions. And that's when we often generate our questions. Yeah, and it's that's just true. A little- it is better to have a little bit of a heads up just to. Having to know what the situation is to be able to think about it a little while. Yeah, and we're fine if you don't want to do that, but actually, you're going to get better answers if we get a little bit of a heads up. So, email me that at laura at teachmentalk.com, and we would love to have you on after the beginning of the year. And if you are a therapist listening and you have kids who are 
you are racking your brain coming, trying to come up with what else can I do? We're stuck. Please email us those questions. And if you want to, we'd love to have you call too so that we can, again, have that nice back and forth exchange of information. But I hope that we have uh, piqued your interest enough to want to call us in 2013. And, again, it's so easy. It's just like making a phone call and, you know, not a hard process or anything. So we would absolutely love some parents to call us. Or a therapist. Whatever. Whoever. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, that's the end of this show. Thank you, Kate, for a great show and a great year of podcasts. You're welcome. I've enjoyed it. Looking forward to the new year. Me too. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you in 2013. Merry Christmas. Bye. All right. Bye.